1: Good evening, morning, welcome to uh, SA Soccer Roundtable, depending on when you are listening or watching this here. Uh, my name is Harry. Uh, we got the full staff uh, here tonight. Robert, we'll start with you. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing excellent. I'm doing swell. Um just just uh, hanging out, ready to do this. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Ready for tomorrow.
1: Rafa, uh, how are you?
2: Uh, good. Just had a Play my cool with my, my coworkers for this uh, real rude, uh, I guess, want to be a student. I, I hopefully we got that taken care of, but I'm also looking for to tomorrow, for tomorrow's game. And then they, before that, the, the Super Football game, so it should be fun.
1: And then Royce with the uh, red hot uh, St. Louis Cardinals, who uh, I heard on the radio swept the uh, Yankees, who hadn't been swept yet this week. So congratulations uh, to your Cardinals. Uh, how are you?
3: It was the first time in Cardinals franchise history that we swept the Yankees, which given I think the other times we'd played the Yankees were uh, the World Series. Um, I'm playing hurt. Allergies are kicking my butt. Um, We got rain for all of five minutes, and my body has decided to completely overreact to it.
1: So I la- ended up going with the the good, Feeling... the bad, and the ugly. Uh, we'll start with the the good. You know, there's a couple of things that were positive. Uh, we'll go, We'll uh, we'll we'll start one good. Uh, we'll do the ugly uh, second, um, and then we'll talk about the game. And then we'll uh, try to preview uh, Loudoun United coming tomorrow night uh, to Toyota Field, um, and then uh, Las Vegas Lights and, and that circus. Uh, will be coming uh, on Saturday so full week for that here so next week will be a jam-packed show with uh, two games to recap and an RGV Copa Tejas uh, championship uh, title to celebrate here so uh, lots to do here to get to here so let's start here Um, we'll start with you Royce Uh, just the initial thoughts on the week uh, that was you know in San Antonio FC
3: Uh, I mean, there's a lot of hype leading up to this match. Um, You know, obviously, so I guess before the match, everyone's wondering, hmm, I wonder if we're going to sign another goalkeeper. We'll get to that later. Um, Obviously, that was a point of need um, at the same rate. Um, Leading up to the match, there's just a lot of hype. One versus two, one versus two. Um, if you remember the past years where San Antonio has been good and we've gone and played the like number two team, we typically do not start a full strength team. That has been a typical Marcina thing to go in there, how it goes. We did that against El Paso. We did that against Tulsa. Um, so in the back of my mind, that's what I was thinking was, I don't think we're going to go full strength, but at the same rate, you want to see what you can do uh, head on. And that was kind of the anticipation. One versus two, that that was the big thing. And ironically, that was only the second most important USL story that happened this week. But we'll get once again, we'll get to that later. So, um, but excitement. <laughs> Everyone was excited about this.
1: Uh, Rafa, your thoughts on the week? I uh,
2: you know the game was being hyped up, and but I guess when I saw the. <laughs> the injury report is like, well, are we just taking a little break? Because we know we know we're gonna be on a long stretch this week with the mid-game week, and then the another the Saturday game, and then and I guess like I said, you're playing four games within within like four like fourteen days, which can take a toll. Seven game, and so
1: three, so right a, yeah.
2: So I think maybe they were like, you know what, we're 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 ahead with enough points right now that we can probably give up a game. Maybe they had they took the mentality say hey we'll pick up the other games at homes, we can get those six points or set or six or nine points and we'll be fine because like I said I know I know San Diego has a couple of little tough games just to say, you know even though they might be the favorites but they still have the, the obstacles with Monterey and also I think who else did they had I think forgot who else did they had coming up but uh, Birmingham I, I, I remember so. <laughs> And you know, Berman has been playing great. So I think I think they just like, yeah, we'll take this ahead and we'll probably get one up.
0: Robert, your thoughts, uh, uh, initial thoughts on the week? I would say sticking to the theme of the good, bad and the ugly. The good for me is like that there's going to be tons of uh, home games upcoming, which is super positive, super exciting. And then the even the result may have been, quote unquote, bad. But the good was they fought. They fought for a long time, stuck in there. Considering the limitations on substitutions, I mean, they fought. They showed character, heart. The result wasn't what we wanted, and uh, but we'll focus on that later. But the uh, ugly. The only thing I can say is the field. The field was ugly. <laughs> for some reason, like those California fields, are like they remind me of like uh, soccer in a cow pasture. The ball's like hopping everywhere. Wasn't the reason we lost, but it's ugly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm gonna before we get into the game, I do want to. Uh, there was a comment here uh, from a Ditch Hasher. Where can I find the recorded episodes? Um, you can go to. Hold on one second. You go to YouTube and look. Um, SA Soccer Roundtable. If you want the video, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Play. Google Play. Uh, you can also. I'll go there. You can also go to satxsoccer.net. That's satxsoccer.net, where you can get all the videos as well as, you know, all of the uh, podcasts uh, going back for a long time here. So uh, there is a way to be able to, you know, find our good takes and bad takes, uh, you know, if if you want to go back and uh, pull some uh, some, um, past episodes here. Uh, Looking at kind of, you know, I want to address this here first, because this is something that uh, uh, our friend Cody Lorendi, uh, former uh, Oklahoma City energy goalkeeper, now an agent, uh, you know, highlighted this guy, uh, Grant uh, McKella, uh, who was with um, uh, Des Moines Menace of USL League 2, saying, hey, this guy needs to be on a USL squad. Um, And I was like, Hey, we need a backup. He's like, have S.A.F.C. call him. Well, looks like San Antonio called yes, him, so we the uh, dots. <laughs> they they picked up here. So, uh, you know, from uh, Kevin Bass and the S.A.F.C. communication team, uh, Mikela appeared in seven regular season matches, three postseason matches. In uh, the ten matches, allowed just six goals with a .8 save percentage. And prior to uh, USL League Two, he played uh, collegiately with FIU uh, down in Florida International. Uh, downward. The Miami uh, uh, FC is uh, posted um, 0.82 goals allowed average and and a 0.739 save percentage in 2021. Um, He has also played college soccer, (coughs) excuse me, with SMU. 33 matches, 14 shutouts uh, for that here. So Rafa, you know, or Robert here, you know, obviously playing at SMU's, you know, one of the top programs here in Texas. Your thoughts on uh, the young goalkeeper, now, he is signed to a 25-day contract. Um, I did reach out to Cody just to kind of get a little bit more information. It is something, you know, to me it's it's something kind of like a 10-day contract in baseball where it's kind of a filler out, see how he fits along those lines. And if they want to extend him, you know, you know, uh, Cody did mention that it would be something that, you know, if both sides are interested to do, uh, they, they can do very easy. Uh, Rafa, Rafa or Robert, whoever wants to take it, your thoughts on... Grant coming in and, and anything that you like or don't like about him?
2: He's a, he's a great pickup. I mean, for what he did in Des Moines and also at SMU, I think he's junior he had a 12-1-1 record. And so that and playing in that tough conference at that American Athletic Conference, you know. So that shows that he's got some quality in him. Um he's 6'5. That's that's a big he's got some size and uh, he may he may be a diamond in the rough, you know, and I guess you know how Marcina has a connection with Des, Mo- with Des Moines. And so Des Moines may have recommended him, and, you know, he's he's probably going to be a, like a project working, see if he can fit on the system, and I wouldn't be surprised. We I think we may, like I said, I wanna be surprised if they extend him out, because he may be that, you know, the keeper of the future or, or you know, a breakout, because that's how we did a few years ago, you know, with some of the keepers we've had, they broke out, and They've done great things, so just keep an eye on him. I think I, you probably won't see him play some games, but just kind of watch him during.
1: Hopefully, the, you the don't games. see him play because if yeah. he's playing, that I means yeah. far as uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless 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 you're giving Jordan a re- uh, far
2: rest, if you know, okay, we've already clinched this and that, you know, maybe we'll see him. But you know, I think I think I think we I think we got a diamond on the rough with, with Grant, so we'll see we'll see what um, Coach La Madrid does works how he works with them, develops them and
0: see where he goes from there. Your yeah. thoughts,
1: Robert, as, as a former goalkeeper.
0: I mean, the biggest thing is like the stats don't lie. I mean, he has the measurables, but, and the biggest things I took from it, I haven't seen a whole lot of game tape or anything to, you know, confirm what he's capable of, but I trust three things. I trust Marcina. I, I trust Madrid and I trust Cody. So like, if they say he has quality, I trust them. They've, Done me. They haven't done me wrong in the past, so the key is like at that point, like seeing how he develops, see how he plays out, and like everyone's saying, we need a backup goalkeeper that could, you know, like you said, spot start if necessary for whatever reason. So it's not a bad pickup. You know, I guess so.
1: Royce, any comments? I know we're trying to spare you, so if you don't have any comments, we'll move on to the ugly, which uh, you know somebody's already uh, pointed out
3: no comment
1: so <laughs> moving on to the ugly um which is the injury report for slash suspension report for the loyal match so we knew patino was going to be out with the suspension we knew Larrero, uh was going to be out uh, due to the lower body injury um collier i think you know i think most people thought hey maybe 50 50 it'd be nice to have him without patino but you know he hadn't been uh but Dioff, collier uh jordan ambayala uh, ignacio baloney and uh, to me uh, and uh, uh, abu uh who aj is the you know, aj you know asked aj you know before the show i was like hey what was your thoughts on the on on the San Diego match, and he's like, it was trash. And I was like, why 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 was that? He's like, we didn't have a boo, our, our you know our, our star mid you know person in the middle. So, mm-hmm. um, you know the the ugly to me is this. I don't know, you know, you can talk about the second half, but to me, I think this plays into what happened in the second half uh, for that here. Uh, whoever wants to kind of you know take this, you know take the first bite on this, uh, go ahead. I'm you know. Robert or Robert Rafa or Royce?
0: I would say the USL season is a grind and having like veteran, I mean, uh, substantial backups is so paramount to like continuing to continue success. The, the big thing I noticed is like when in the second half, San Diego made those substitutes, it just totally transformed the game and we didn't have the ability to counter that. Like it seemed like they were kind of hamstrung and they ran out of gas and it seemed real consistent with like, even the Sacramento game, like, they played solid for a certain amount of time, and then all of a sudden it just seemed like that the energy level dropped. And it got to the point where like they conceded, and then at that point it became like a 10-15 minute span of just like you know constant pressure that led to more and more goals. It seemed to compound itself like the more we're pressing, considering we're down and with no subs, no energy, no gas, it just got worse and worse because the field would open up and so did the play. I mean, it led to you know unfortunately that result we saw. <laughs> Rafa, yeah, just you know,
2: just not being able to, especially like our forwards not able to sub because I know we have really good depth. They're not having Patini, you know, really kind of change the game plan. Normally we'll play with a three forward system, but this game we play like a three five two. And when when you have Patini, he really does, and then he really does attract, you know, as far as being defending. Also, with that deodorant, too. So, you kind of pick your poison there. Like, you double team one, the other one's going to hurt you. Well, we didn't have that that game. And then, you know, Dylan's kind of, you know, he was a little hot streak, but he's kind of cooled off a little bit. And, you know, I think that San Diego didn't see him too much as a threat, but more with the deodorant up top. So, I think that affected it. And also, not having a boo. A boo really, as far as like intercepting balls in the middle and the defending, I think we missed that. And, and I think he would have given San Diego a lot of problems. It's like last year's game. I think he, he really was one of the heroes for that game because he just kept them from actually starting any kind of attack. So those were two key losses having them in the starting line because they do affect the system of play that we have. And like in Robertson is like, you know, also the substitutions, you know, I think we kind of wore out, but you know we held out for a half and so forth. So you're going to give kudos to those guys and, like yeah. I said, we can rebound from this, and because hey, they're to still have to come to our place in yeah. September, and I think we can take care of business there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that because I do think that there is, there, there. God forbid if we go into a slump um, and they do tie, having that three goals, in order for us to be able to make sure we have the tiebreaker advantage, we'd have to win four zero or at least tie it three three, and then it goes two points, but. Uh, before we get to Royce, uh, you know the starting lineup: Farr, Garcia, Camery, Tainer, Manley, Maloney, uh, Jordy DeLem, PC Captain, Shannon Gomez, uh, Samuel Adinaren, and Justin Dillon. Um, on the bench, Nikki Hernandez and and uh, Saeed Abdul Salam. And then we had four academy players: uh, Jude Bossart, uh, backup goalie; Kaya Lavier; uh, Henrik uh, Saxon who went to um, he signed to college. What was it? Clemson, uh, no, oh, Maryland, no Maryland, uh, and Maryland school, yeah, Maryland. So congratulations to him. Yep. Roman Holtz uh, returned from you know his league two uh, duty with uh, um, with uh, was it Nor'easter, I believe, is what it was um, for that here. So a real thin bench um, to me, and, and I know we kind of got together a little bit. Um, to me, it was you know if. To me, that that third attacking piece was missing. To where you know they, you know, I think it was uh, Rafa or Robert, uh, um, I think pointed it out a couple of times during our, you know during our you know kind of watch of the show here is they were able to kind of really double team Sam, uh, Samuel, um, and you know there really wasn't that connection that we needed up top. So, Royce, your thoughts on the lineup and and you know. You know, I'm not sure there was a whole lot of options that we could have done, but anything different?
3: Yeah, I mean, basically, this formation is playing for a draw. Um, the only real outlets that you have is Shannon um, on the right, and you really wanted him to take control of the ball and to progress it forward, um, and to kind of turn and to kind of try to turn into a third attacker uh, in possession. And then Adeniran's supposed to be in the middle as the nine, and then Dylan's kind of supposed to be out as a support. Um, dinner in the middle was double teamed the whole night. He did not get two. He was honestly triple teamed the entire night because their six even came and collapsed on him because they knew it was just going to be him and um, um, just uh, JD up top, um, and they they just kind of got smothered. Um, and there really wasn't a good outlet for the offense. It was. Kind of a repeat of the first Phoenix match, where we just did not have an outlet going forward. When we did have a little little bit of possession, we got smothered because we were outnumbered. And eventually, uh, the loyal—I mean, it was there was no score at the half. It looked like San mid sixties, yeah, yeah. It looked like San Antonio was going to um, looked like they were going to weather the storm, and then. It all kind of came apart, but we'll uh, we'll watch the highlights.
0: Uh, don't they? Uh, Beckford. That's what I don't know. <laughs> <He might. laughs>
3: Dude, so I've seen I've seen on social media. I think he's rehabbing from something. Yeah. Yes, he's not listed on the injured on the injury list. It really looks like he's been yeah. trying to recover from something that's fairly long term. So,
0: but he's not. Yeah, on but list. I, like, he's I don't have a good answer. answer. He's, he's not on gone. the injury list. He's just gone. I know. I know
1: that's the, that's the problem. I know it's. I it's wonder if hard. it's a
2: hamstring injury because those can linger, or a groin injury. Those are probably the only two, because
1: he hasn't yeah. said
0: anything about any surgeries or anything like LaLorera. Oh, but add him to the lower body injury count. Like he's not even on there. He's nowhere.
1: That and and that's starting to become an issue because I saw a couple people on social media pop up saying because this was a game that's you know Royce you pointed this out before this was a game that would have suited Beckford and we needed him due to, yes. you know, due, due to, you know, due to all yep. the injuries. Yep. And the fact that he wasn't in the 18, um, the fact that he's not on the injury report, unfortunately opens SAFC up for questions of, you know, Hey, what, you know, what's going on if, you know, you know, cause I wouldn't say he was one of the, he was, he was a key signing in the off season he started out the season, but he hasn't appeared in what five, six, seven games now. Mm-hmm.
3: At least, I think it was what uh, right. the maybe was Miami it, was it Monterey a <laughs> was it Monterey when he came
2: back? I Think so.
3: I think yeah, it was a Monterey was the Bay match. It was his last match when he had that, when he had that amazing play that created um, the goal for? Uh, it to, I know it was a. It, yeah, it was Patino. That's right. They give and go with a PC. Yeah. yeah. Um No idea. No, his last no match,
1: idea. well, he got 45 minutes uh, against Sacramento. He got 32 against Monterey Bay on June 11th. Five minutes against Oakland Roots, a draw, and the last match that he was was eight minutes uh, in the win against Colorado Springs, which was June 24th. So we're – well, a month then. plus, six weeks out <laughs> since then. And Almost he's, only, he's only got 585 I minutes. Say,
3: I will say, if you remember that uh, Colorado Springs match, we had some injuries come out of that. So, Correct. Maybe he was yeah, one it, of them.
1: Well, to me, the point is if he's injured, put him on the list and people won't be asking. By not putting him on the list, it, it opens up, especially on a match like this. It highlights, hey, where, where is he at? Um, if we if we had the other seven eight people, you know, you know, no disrespect to you know to, to Beckford, we you know it, it's we're not missing him. But this is one match where I I think that they needed that more attacking style, and I think with with SAFC. And you're right when when they came out with the lineup, um, came out with the thin bench, you knew San Antonio you know was hoping for that zero zero draw. It it just kind of had that feel. You know, they got through the first half with it. Um, And we'll go in the highlights because I do think they were a little bit unlucky in the first half, uh, you know, for that here, um, where it could have been 1-0, I think it was around the 14th minute.
3: San Antonio is out on red card suspension tonight. Talking about Patino. We are underway. San Antonio in the white kits.
1: It's the Tory Green. It's it's
3: definitely Mm. not looking as good. Stutter step move here. Long range. coca Vegas off the post. Gets a hand on it. And Vegas will track it down for San Diego. Now Elijah Martin pushing.
1: With the cross. Headed down. Taken by Copley. San Diego. They're looking for the sideline. There it is.
0: They even thought it was offsides. <laughs> well,
1: Gomez like, capable. Uh, man. <laughs>
0: Like he, but they were questioning it. Those own players from San Diego, were yeah. like, uh, they were shocked that they said <laughs> sn-
3: Yes. Spoiler alert! I don't think Gomez kept him on. I think it was. I mean, like look at the, That's off. Yeah, like how? No, it's, but that's. He's off. No, that's not
0: when the ball was struck, know, though, Harry. Like you right got to pull at it at the right back the time when it was here. Struck. Not when the ball
3: was. Oh restrained. yeah. Yeah, but you got to remember. You have to remember it's the, it's the last player. It's the last player. It doesn't matter if it's the keeper or not. So if he's he's offside right there because Jordan Farr is away from him. So there's one person between him and the goal. That's Gomez. It should have been offside. It's offside. Just because Gomez
1: kept him on, person. No,
3: no, no. What I'm saying, what what I'm saying, what I'm saying, it doesn't matter if it's the keeper or not. There there has to be two people between mm-hmm. the goal and you. So if you are if there's only one person between you and the goal, so Jordan can can run up field all he wants. So, um, if there's only that one person, it's
0: game it's o-
3: it's offside because Jordan is further away from the goal than he is when he kicks the ball. It's offside. There has to be two people when you receive a ball. Two people um to make it onside if it's just one person so basically shannon gomez counts as the goalie there it's offside and that's why jordan Farr argues it offside because he said i'm further away from the ball than he was when he kicked it it's offside anyway but
2: before that play also if you saw the setup pc kind of backed off a bit i think had he closed in on that and he would have prevented that cross from going in there was a little space given for that for that cross and I think if he if he gets on him he doesn't make that cross.
1: So you're talking about
2: like a little bit more. Down. And you'll see the play. You see how he's kind of see how there's right there. So he's kind of backed up. if he kinda pushes this him out. I right? think on the yeah. next player One of them, yeah. With if the cross. He happens, if he pushes him out more to the outside mm-hmm. and they interacts with them, they're kinda kinda delay the play. He would have never sent that cross in. We just give him too much space to penetrate inside the, the eighteen. And that should have been prevented that.
1: Any thoughts on the first goal, Robert?
0: I mean, like you're saying, it's like a, it, they need to press harder on the not let them like allow that service right there. But, and there's a questionable. I mean, even the guy himself is doubting it. Like, so there's some merit to what Rose is saying like that he's even questioning the offsides call, but in the OSL, it is what it is. I mean, it was close enough there. There's a little bit of a, a theory called home cooking. <laughs> Hopefully we get the same uh, concessions at our place. So we'll see like,
3: uh... he does a snap header comes back to him <laughs> Put it in the back of that, and this could be his fifth game winner now. It, it, Evan Conway, strike Defeat from Elijah Martin. This one's in. Evan!
2: Yeah, same play there too. We, we have bad. one guy out there, San Diego, going ahead on the.
3: That's bad defending. Evan yeah.
0: Conway. Well, PC kind of changed oh, it. It is. He, he changed team. the directory of it. He like, uh, it, almost like flicked it on. It looked like.
1: To
0: Martin, this one's it.
3: That's just poor. You know,
2: you can't, you can't. You can't have a, you can't have a two, two v one out there. You know, you left Maloney alone. He couldn't really. You gotta have your two players there, defending. You know, giving a you know, not giving them space, and Maloney was just caught off guard there. And he didn't know it again.
0: And giving up two goals in the six yard box—that's unacceptable. <laughs> that's absolutely unacceptable. Two two goals in the six yard box.
1: That's you the get... thing that stuck out to me is I mm-hmm. can't remember the last time San Antonio FC gave up two headers in in a match.
0: Yeah, that's unacceptable. To get to Grant Stoneman's head and
1: because he what well, he was in front of Tainer, right? So
0: and it was it was it was a good
1: cross, you know. You know, uh, fair play no to loyal. About it,
3: put it in the back of the net.
1: So, but there's Stoneman right here with space.
3: Yeah, I don't know what Tainer's doing there, trying to kick it with his foot. He's got to tackle with
0: his head. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just not sure what happened there. And then, oh, this is where uh, Dylan. This one all the way through Vegas. Off the back heel. That That's
2: been been how it... Right cool.
3: You know what I we, will we say? Get
0: one highlight on ours. You
3: know, you know what I will say about that? It was on net.
0: Yeah, we didn't have a whole lot of offensive game. It was on yeah. net. I'll, no, I'll no, get To we, the stats here in a second. And that's
3: that's the point I was getting at. We the formation was pretty obvious. Hey, let's get a tie. Maybe we steal a goal. I don't think we were going 100 on this one. And I honestly, conspiracy theory and me. Yes, you play all the games to win. Yada yada yada. I think this was a fact finding mission for yeah. my school. Just looking for I really cell. do think that this was a fact-finding. Let's Great see. Thoughts. Let's That's take as many boom. notes as we can. Let's see how they set up. Just right right right
0: look how out wide open, everything is like it's, right it's there, wide open because
3: so they're wide. looking to. They're, yeah, gonna they're, pressing, to break. they're
0: pressing forward to like try to like get the, and it's so wide open and we don't do it well in that
1: <laughs> Too much space. It's yeah, it's, it's too much cell. space. Uh, they
3: they're looking to break. They're and looking to break him more him than they are looking the end.
0: And watch him shoot it. That's why I went in. Look at the hop on the ball. It doesn't roll. It hops. <laughs> <He is> so <laughs> go, yeah, so good. Yeah, a little bouncer. It's like uh, the field. Like it's like all th- th- around. Really good performance. And that'll do it in this matchup. Because it wasn't Tuckers super well hit. It was win. just like an awkward it's ball it. that way bounced.
1: But fair play, fair play to San Diego. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Diego yeah. sure. They they earned they earned earn the win. Um. I will say this, you know, listening to the San Diego podcast, um, you know, two balls and Mike with with Alan, um, who, who, you know, thank you for coming on our show here last week. It was a game that San Diego had circled. um, And I think that does matter a little bit, you know, because they wanted revenge from, and they even talked about it from getting knocked out of the playoffs where, where, where I think for us, it was just another match. And let's be honest, if San Diego loses this match, they're 10 points back. So this, they had everything to gain. And I think this kind of goes into what Royce is talking about here is you don't want to throw away games. Don't get me wrong. Um, And especially against a quality opponent, you know, you know, like San Diego, but with the injuries, with um, the suspension, if you're going to, if you're going to sacrifice a game, is this the one that you do it the only thing that I was disappointed on to be honest with you, outside of the result was pc didn't get a yellow and Taylor didn't get a yellow yeah so they should have
0: ran and kicked the ball <laughs> they're, 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 they're still
1: on on the watch and my fear is they'll get a stupid yellow against loud and then then have to miss you know the Vegas game or they'll get a stupid yellow on Vegas and then have to miss the, the RGb match so that's my only complaint like I said here you know you know look at looking at the stats here um clicked on here not not pretty stats here uh possession 65 35 which n- not a big deal but i think unlike other games loyal had 18 shots five on target we had nine shots three on target that nine shots from us is the biggest is is the biggest thing that sticks yeah, out to me yeah, for sure the other thing that stood out to me and this is you know to me i i don't think that we respected san diego's defense so much because we kept talking about how they leaked goals They leaked goals. we each had 25 clearances you know they had we had 24 tackles you know uh 19 uh for them six interceptions so defensively i think they were a lot tougher part of it could be Hey, we didn't have our full you know full weapons along those lines here mm-hmm. um but you know to me like i said here fair play to san diego you know they came out it was to me it was a must-win game for them um because if, if they lose that game um to, to me you know to me they, they're 10 points out and i know it's there's still what 10 games or so but that's a lot to make up especially with how many home games that san antonio has um your thoughts, uh, we'll go with you, uh, Royce, here uh, on the stats or games. Uh, you know, anything on on the loyal match?
3: Yeah, like I said, I, I even think nine shots is flattering. I think that we just kind of try to go for it in the after that first goal, and things just didn't go our way. It was kind of one of those, um, some of those quicksand games where you find yourself kind of sinking and just continually sinking. and. That's kind of how it went. The first goal came off of, you got to put more pressure. You can't allow that cross. You can't allow that. You can't allow that play to happen. It happened. Okay, pick yourself up and go, and then you give up a really cheap set-piece goal. Just not good. Just not good defending. Um, not good in the attack, and that has to do with personnel. Not good in defending because you didn't have your midfield. It, there's just a lot of things that were missing, and it was just a bad
1: it was, just, night.
3: it was just a bad night, period, for SAFC. Uh, good night for San Diego Loyal. Um definitely look beatable. I will say that they did not look like world beaters. Um so we'll see what happens in the next case. But if you're SAFC, yeah. Um, yeah, pick yourself up, remind yourself you're a mentality monster. We got a game tomorrow night. Let's go take care of business. We got another game Saturday. Let's take care of
1: business there too. That's it. Uh, Rafael, your final thoughts on the uh, loyal match?
2: I mean, San Diego
1: had to win at home. I mean, they have to win at home.
2: I think the big key is can they beat us at our place? I know that the whole thing about revenge, well, you're probably going to have to make a visit here for the playoffs here in San Antonio. Can you beat us here at home? And we'll find out, like I said, September, we'll play them. If we wipe the mat off of them, they're going to be scared of coming back over here because they know we they 're not going to be in their little confines in their place so you know I think it's a game we can kind of give up a little bit you know we we'll just move forward and these next three games are win, very winnable we can get nine points and can, with the loyals schedule upcoming schedule you know they may drop some points so we still can get a little further off from them you know going towards towards the end of the season
1: <clears throat> Robert your uh, your uh, thoughts
0: kind of piggybacking off what Rafa said like in my mind, this is like you said, this is a must-have game. They circled on their schedule. The emotions were high. They're excited. Well, guess what? They pay Monterey Bay tomorrow. They're they're no joke. They're not, they're not. I, I can't if you literally mm-hmm. told me that they're gonna draw or lose to them, I would not be shocked. Cause that team is not they're pretty legit. They're not bad. So I'm excited to see kind of see how they cope with the fact that they beat what they figured was their revenge game or whatever and how the emotions like are going to play out in that game. We'll see how it goes. And then the big thing is like, I think we touched on it a little bit is like, this may be the best thing that could have happened. To this team, little adversity, let them know, Hey, someone punched you in the mouth. <laughs> what are you going to do now? Are you going to like, like fold? Or are you going to step up and be that mentality monster that Mercina preaches? I, I, I foresee the, the latter of the two. Cause I mean, they have a lot of character guys. And like you said, the, the stretch of games is going to prove a lot, a lot of home games. I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm not worried about it at all.
1: So, the, <clears throat> Trying to see if I can find my question that uh, I was going to ask you guys. I would like um, to
3: agree with everything that Bob said. Yep. Not worried. One of those so- games. Good to have some adversity. Pick yourself up and we go again.
1: So I'm gonna ask you this question and, and, and I already let you guys know so you can think about it. San Antonio's lost at Sacramento. Uh, they lost twice to Phoenix and the one time you know that they played San Diego that they lost. Um, I know San Diego or Sacramento tends to be very physical, very defensive. Uh, San Diego, Phoenix, and, and this is when Phoenix was playing a little bit better before they hit their their dry spell and couldn't you know couldn't you know couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, is there any common themes that that's coming out out of those those you know what, four losses uh, through there? Um, and to me, what's concerning is between San Diego and Phoenix, they're at a, what a negative eight goal difference, negative nine total. We lost one zero through there. So if you look if you look at our goals, you know allowed we've allowed eighteen. Half of them are two, you know, Phoenix twice, San Diego and and Sacramento. Um, any 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 warning signs that that you know SAFC should be looking out for, or is it just you know, you know, you know, just you know, you could chalk it up to injuries not having a full roster and and unlucky.
0: I uh, I would chalk it up to like conceding semi early, like or conceding first, like if our our team is required to press after giving up a goal, especially late in the game, that's when you start to like, you know, have issues with opening up the field, like playing this offensive dynamic game. That's not quite our, our, our deal. If you look at all the wins against the quality opponents, it's like we score a goal, hunker down, almost become like a turtle, like defending, defending the whole being compact. And then having you press up to us and this counteract like you your, your, your uh, need to score a goal. So. I think going down to a team that has like a dynamic or a lot of potential scores, sometimes is an issue. I mean, outside of Sacramento, I mean, they have a few, but I mean, Phoenix, they are what they are, but like you can't kid yourself. They have a lot of like quality offensive players. I mean, at the end of the day, loyal too, but uh, both of them have leaky defenses, but. You know, we couldn't expose them like you said earlier. If if Maloney scores, the game is completely transformed because they have to bring their game to us, and at that point, <laughs> it becomes a whole nother Yeah, it's like a bow constrictor. It's slowly like titans and titans. You're pressing, we press back, and we get that second, and then it's over. I mean, even when El Paso, the announcer, you know, when we scored on them, they're like, oh, they got that one goal, it's over. Like, what goal?
1: <laughs> <Come on. laughs> like,
0: like to me, it's like, that just shows like how much they respect the fact that if we get a goal... San
1: Antonio's out, never lost when they've scored. It, yeah, you it, know, the, the common yeah. things is that they haven't been able to score. And That's- I think this one, this one to me was more like the, like the Phoenix match um, in Phoenix where or actually, the Phoenix match here in San Antonio, where just the lineup like kind of what Royce was saying here it, they weren't setting up to go attack, um you know along those lines it was more hey, we're going to defend and, and play you know play for the point,
3: yeah, pretty much the and the commonalities between the two just kind of on the field is that San Diego really sat back quite a bit in that first half. That's why they didn't get a lot of great chances. Um, and then they kind of realized um, going through the um, the second half that they could start pushing forward a little bit because our midfield, we had that gap between the the back line and, or the defense and the offense, the thing that we've talked about. There's that gap. That gap developed. They sat right in that gap, and that's, that's where they – That's where they worked, and that's why they were effective. We had no outlet to go out. It was the same thing for the Phoenix match. Shawshag tried to come back. When Shawshag came back, uh, was it Collier or JD, was kind of left on an island? Not that effective. Adenaran was left on an island. He would take the ball. He would hold it up for as long as he could, and three or four players would take it off of him. That's what kept happening in this match. That's what happened in the Phoenix match, and what... The biggest similarity between the Phoenix match in, at Toyota Field and this match against Loyal is just a la- really a lack of a, a midfield strength. So if you maintain a strong midfield and you, have, you can have your wingers go up and you can interplay with them, that was another big thing. We didn't really interplay with the wingers a lot to go up to give ourselves space. We really didn't. We tried to be direct. It didn't really work out that well. So that's the biggest thing. Stronger midfield to not allow them to just sit in the midfield and uh, divide our forwards and our um, and our ba- and the uh, the defense. That that was pretty much the similarities between the matches, and that's kind of what ended up happening here. And also, once again, we had a couple chances; they didn't go our way. Same thing.
1: I think you mic's Microsoft, Harry.
3: You're on mute, Harry.
1: Uh, Rafa, yeah, you know, we'll do the final thoughts on San Diego and then we'll do the standings and then we'll do the kind of the game previews before we yep. do final thoughts.
2: Just, just final thoughts on this game. Like we're kind of piggyback on Royces, which we, we just have certain key players. Like I said, Abu really kind of does a lot mm-hmm. of the dirty work as far as intercepting the balls. We're, we're missing that, you know, especially for that, you know, in that gap area. But if you notice that every time we play like a rematch, well, especially with the Phoenix game, we dominated that game. Even though we mm-hmm. lost at Phoenix, we dominated the game. We just couldn't put it in the net. But I think this time around, when San Diego and Sacramento come to San Antonio, it's going to be, be a different, different result. And oh, I think yeah. we're gonna be, we're gonna be we're gonna really kind of flex our muscle there. And and that's the whole point of this is we want to feel them out this and that kind of give them hope. And when they come, they know if we beat them in these games at home, and they come here to the playoffs. You know they have no chance in held them and then that's and that's what the our defense does kind of suffocates you and so forth. So I think I think Marciana didn't want to play his cards too much. I think I think he's saving the best towards the end. I think he's we haven't seen the potential yet of this team as like a lockdown, shutdown team, basically like what OC did last year.
0: Tell them about the ninety degree heat too. <laughs> the <Yeah>. humidity. <laughs> That's our trump card. That's our home field advantage.
1: <laughs> so where we're at in standings in the East, uh, Louisville, uh, 49 points, uh, Rowdy's uh, 23 games played, 48, uh, Memphis, 901, 45, uh, Riverhounds, fourth at 43, Legion at 41. Um, then there's kind of a gap, six, seven um, Detroit city, you know, has been kind of slumping lately down to 35 points. My, the Miami FC got a big win against New Mexico at 34. Uh, to me, I think those are going to be your playoff teams. Um, they you got, you know, Tulsa at 25, Indy at 22. Um, Atlanta United with, a, you know, right now, 1-0 win at 19 with with those points. Uh, Loudoun United, who we face next, um, 18 points, and and they did beat uh, LA Galaxy, uh, although they were kind of shorthanded after... Uh, uh, Harvey got suspended for two matches and Judd got suspended, uh, for yellow card accumulation. Uh, Hartford at 17, Charleston 13, and the Red Bulls, um, at nine points, uh, probably the wooden spoon winner. Out West, San Antonio's up by one, uh, for the, you know, for the most points, be able to host the home field. So there's no more gap between them and Louisville city, really. Uh, 50 points. Uh, Loyal will close the gap to 46, although they played 23 games. Switchbacks, uh, they're free-falling at 41 points. Uh, New Mexico United, 38 at fourth. Um, team on the rise to look out for Sacramento at fifth. El Paso and Las Vegas, both at 33. El Paso, six. Vegas is at uh, seventh at 33 points. But um, you know, if you listen to Seriously Loco, they're going to do their podcast tonight uh it'll be interesting you know i did you know because i think they are on a slide to where i don't know if they make the playoffs for the first time in club history for el paso uh galaxy at 31 points phoenix rising starting to uh warm up a little bit you know they've got four draws and a win in their last five 29 points but more importantly they're only what four points out of the playoffs uh for the here oakland roots Uh, 29 points as well, RGV 26 points, uh, Monterey Bay 26, although Monterey Bay is starting to warm up a lot, we'll see if they can move up the table, and the defending champions, uh, they've had a rough week, Uh, they're at 23 uh, points, and uh, you know, in final thoughts, we'll kind of discuss their situation, it's actually going on right now, uh, sort of, uh, between them and the city of Irvine. This week, San Antonio faces at home Loudoun United. uh, They're 11th, uh, 5 3 and 14, a negative 22 goal difference. Saturday, they face uh, Vegas 9 6 and 8. Even goal difference. Uh, San Antonio beat them. um, What was it? On July 27th 2 0 uh, -0, uh, in Vegas
0: after six lightning delays. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, lightning delays, no lights. <laughs> Game's light. about ready to end. Hey, let's yeah. you know, let, let's take another break. You know, along those line. pools. Uh Although uh, SAFC players got to enjoy the pools after the match. Uh, I think it was Tainter yeah. and Garcia that was in the pool. Uh, fun time. Um, make sure it have we'll start- some for the
2: bunker. yeah Oh
1: yeah. (laughs) we'll start with you rafa your your thoughts on this week's matches to me i think it should be a six-point weekend uh vegas obviously the much tougher one um you know for that here out out of these two but loudon's not one you can just let pass just even though they are dc united's uh two teams Mm. Uh,
2: yeah i mean loudon's surprised some teams like i said they they beat phoenix and a couple other ones uh but I think I think this game us coming in. And I think I think we're gonna have a little chip on our shoulder. Mm. I think we're gonna t- we're gonna take our frustration on, on, on loud in tomorrow. And I, mm. I think I can see us winning four nothing, five nothing. Uh, they're not gonna take these guys lightly. I think I think they have a, I think they want to make a point to the rest of uh, the USL that okay Saturday was just a little was just a, a just a little fluke, and we're gonna take care her of business here at home on Wednesday night, and then. They'll take care of business again with Las Vegas because I know it's hot in Vegas, but then um, they're not used to the humidity out here. So it's going to be hot that game, too. So I think we'll get the six points this these next
0: two games.
1: Robert, your uh, thoughts on this week's matches?
0: Oh, like you're saying, it, it, it better be a six point week. And then the biggest thing about tomorrow is like, how the hell can you lose on two dollar hockey dog night? I mean, come on (laughs) right there. That's, that's the draw. That's our win. And we need to take it out on them. No, the bottom line is like, we need to like be mentality monsters, realize, you know, there's some, there's some adversity. What are you going to do? You got punched in the mouth. Let's see what we can do and show, like Rafa said, we need to take it to the kids next uh, kids (laughs) tomorrow. And then, you know, have it trickle over to the, the Vegas game and take care of business, literally put them away and then move on get the points and let's go
1: Royce
3: like I said we go again take care of business we know what we expect we expect six points let's go get it also another big thing is keep your eye on the injury list um also oh good lord also did see um um
0: I came back with uh, six hot dogs that's why he's saying that (laughs) go ahead go ahead (laughs)
3: No comment once again. um, (laughs) Saturday night. I I just got completely derailed on that one. What was I going to say?
1: Six-point weekend.
3: Yeah, we expect six points. Um, Adversity happens. Come back. Um, Take care of business. Oh, that was a thing. Uh, Keep your eye on the injury list. I did see a slight update that... May have gone kind of under the radar, um, but and it may, I don't think it's a typo, I think it's a legit thing. Davi Loera has been upgraded from out to questionable, so but we don't expect him to play by we don't expect him to play, we don't expect him back until October, yes, correct. We don't expect him back till October, but that is a marked um improvement of condition, Uh, but at the same time. Patino will be back. We know that. But watch the injury list because hopefully it gets shorter because it's, once again, a San Antonio FC theme for the last <laughs> six years, seven Lowry
0: seasons? Lower body injury. Injury
3: list is super long. <laughs> no Stupid. Body um, so, yeah. Uh, let's get them. Six points. Let's go. For we sure. go. Mentality to monsters. Let's show it.
1: So, final thoughts. Uh, I know Roy, Royce is probably inch, 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 uh, inching to go on this here. Uh, the big news this week, and, and to be honest with you, I, I won't lie to you. It, it it impacted my interest, even in the SAFC match for a, a little bit. You know, actually for quite a bit, where as like I had to, I, I had to change focus. Is um, LA Galaxy. Um, ownership, um, Los Dos uh, made an attempt through the city of Irvine to try to uh, get all the access to uh, championship to com- park where- yeah,
3: to commandeer championship park where the defending USL championship league champions, Orange County, play their home matches, as and well Cal as Cal United, as well as Cal United, Cal- Cal United as and well. next season. Under agreement, women's team. Orange team. County is going to start a women's team in the W League, correct? Yeah, no, so, the Super League. The Super League, Super League sorry. That'll the Super kick League.
1: off. That'll kick off in the fall. So there, that's. I think correct. that's USL's test to see, hey, how the winter, how the winter calendar works out. Correct. um But yeah, so at least three, um and and you knew it was a money move uh because you know, LA, you know, LA Galaxy said, hey, we'll make up the difference. You know, if, if you know, fans don't come, no big deal. We'll, we'll make up the difference. So what
3: what what they said? So in, in uh, LA Galaxy's LA Galaxy 2's bid, but it's LA Galaxy. It's the same ownership. Mm-hmm. The two key things that they said that I guess somehow sparked the attention of the city, which is embarrassing, is uh, first of all, uh, you'll be, uh, the public will be able to use the field more because we won't use it as much because we're only one team instead of three teams. Only for Stupid. eighteen matches, yes stupid and the other thing they said was whatever losses uh that you incur we will pay for which that's pretty much just you're trying to money whip somebody you think you think the almighty dollar is what controls the world which is a very mls mentality thing and that's what they showed. that's they owe oh, money we got money we could do whatever we want which mm-hmm. is exactly the reason the world cup is in qatar why it was in russia yeah. last time yeah. money and soccer go hand in hand yeah no, no, and it's embarrassing that U.S. Soccer even di- didn't even intervene. They kind of left it to L.A. Galaxy to kind of do the same thing that happened with MLS when uh, when Austin FC came to Austin and tried to move Columbus Crew from Austin. It's going through the same crap at the same rate. We have the same thing going on in Alabama with Huntsville.
1: Yes, Huntsville,
3: and and it's. Well, we've- MLS You've seen in, it in Huntsville, you saw it in yeah.
1: Spokane. Yeah. In in like Huntsville and Spokane, hey, it, it's there's not clubs on the field. Like that that it's it's a soccer wars, but it's not impacting current clubs. This is one where it impacted current clubs. Number two, it, it weakened two leagues, but more importantly. And, you know, Orange County, let's be honest with you. They won the title last year. I don't think they were the great team, but they won it. But more importantly, what Orange County's done the last couple of years is sell players. They sold, uh, you know, Kobe, I forget, uh, Kobe something for 700000 Kobe, yeah, Kobe, Kobe Henry won it? Yeah, Kobe Henry. 700000 up to a million dollars you can't tell me that that's yeah. not the main reason. Yeah, and Dom is to
3: the Swedish league. They have the uh, partnership with Rangers, Glasgow right. Rangers. That is an established club, and that's exactly it. They're coming after them. And and, and, and the, the ironic key. part is the ironic part is LA Galaxy, as everybody knows, not in LA. Um, and so it's obviously they're trying to go everywhere around LA, uh, which is
1: because they're losing their market so there to LAFC. Robert, go ahead. I know you've been wanting to. No, I was I mean, going to
0: say, like, the biggest thing that Urs is saying is, like, granted, they were going to foot the bill. They're going to say whatever losses you get. But that's in the, the short term. The key to this, this sport is growing it long term. Like, yeah, potential future revenues. You get this 8-year-old kid. Now he's 9. Now he's 10. He's bringing his family. You have to realize the... The cycle of it like they weren't thinking long-term they're thinking short-term yeah great la galaxy will pay and then what if they decide like you know what i no longer want to be that exclusive tenant Bam, pull the deal
1: yeah that that came on (laughs) monday that la you know well number one we got reports that it got pulled from the city of irvine um meeting and then after that um la galaxy kind of walked back saying hey we never really wanted exclusivity um you know, you know, we're welcome to share it. Yeah, I saw it. You know, they kind of walked it back. and <laughs> but, but, you know. It's
0: just like, it's it's short-term mentality. It's short-term, yeah, great. If the city of Irvine accepted it, they're accepting the idea that, like, in the short-term, in the interim, yes, you may offset the losses or you may make that facility. But who's to say those, those people aren't loyal? I mean, not the San Diego thing, but like they're not all of a sudden they're going to retract that. They're like, oh, great. Yeah, we want to be exclusive for two years. You know what? We don't like it anymore. We're going to go build our own stadium. Good luck finding someone else. And then they've already kicked all the other teams out of it. And now they're back where they started. They need to realize. Rafa, your thoughts? Yeah, I
2: don't think it's a good idea being Galaxy being there. I think they have no business there. I think they need to allow OC to kind of grow. The brand, there, i mean, if they want to put it, you know, put LA Galaxy 2 somewhere else, put them out west, you know, you know, to San Bernardino, not San Bernardino, uh, like more to the coast and so forth. But I, I think it's just a bad idea for them to do that. But then maybe there may be spiteful because OC won the title. jealousy,
0: jealousy, jealousy. But
2: like jealousy. I said, you know, <laughs> you know, I, to me, I don't think brand. it's them
1: winning. I think it has more to do with OC. And and I think this is a problem for MLS is USL, you know, with, you know, was a a Widener in Louisville city. They had a, a, what, Jonathan Gomez or something like that. Uh, They sold this last year, Orange County. We sold, we've, you know, we sold Jose Gallegos. The the problem for MLS, it's not so much the play on the pitch. It's, it's that Academy thing. And we saw that here in San Antonio when, you know, our Academy got raided by Austin FC. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you know, you know, we're, you know, we're not going to go into there, but that's the issue for that MLS is trying to do is they want to be able to control the prospects. They want to be able to control the money that comes into the United States from the foreign leagues. That's what this is about. And then, you know, obviously MLS wants to, you know, mirror uh, minor uh, minor league baseball and have it kind of set up through there where you've got these parent clubs that control two or three clubs throughout spread throughout the United States but all the money filters through MLS. It's 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 a money game. It, it you know to me it's as simple as that. Um, and I'm not saying USL's perfect by any means because what they did to Chattanooga is very similar to what you know what what uh, um, you know you know what uh, LA LA Galaxy tried to do. Um, but you know, contrary to to some fans in in Detroit and some fans in Chattanooga, a lot of us did voice uh, our opinion saying, "Hey, this wasn't the right move." Um, just like when, you know, Columbus to Austin, you know, this here, when, you know, it, it takes, you, you can't, you can't impact a current club. Now the clubs down the street in Huntsville, Spokane, that that's fair game. Cause that's, you know, who, who, you know, we had that here in San Antonio with, with the Spurs and Gordon Hartman, you know, initially here, you know, who was going to get, who was going to get the team on the field first um, in, in our case here, uh, the scorpions won first and and um you know the spurs came and purchased you know purchased toyota field after you know you know from from mr hartman but f- other final thoughts that you guys have or you know anything else pressing on this week here i've, I've got to pick up aj in about 15 minutes uh, or i gotta leave in about 15 minutes so i don't want to seem like i'm pushing it but we are at 58 minutes and i know royce likes to keep it around that that hour mark here so
3: Real quick, um, just a real quick commentary. Um, it's crazy how people um, that all of what, six years ago were really for the FBI investigating politicians for possibly <laughs> yeah. holding uh, classified documents. Uh, really turn their back on the FBI because, man, that, if, if they can come for the former president, they can come after you, which these are the same people that said during the whole George Floyd thing. If you don't have anything to hide, you know. If you didn't do anything wrong, you don't have anything to hide. Just comply. Just comply. Um, You hate to see. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Darn.
1: I, I know we're not. You know we try to avoid politics. I'll give my two cents that you open the door. Number one. I'm shocked that they did it because, number one, it's the former president of the United States. And once you open up that door, you can't close that door. So, number one, through there now, President Trump did kick that door to where he almost had to step into it. But number two, kind of what you're saying here, President Biden does not want this going on right now. If you look at all of his recent accomplishments, he doesn't want... To take the limelight off of them passing the, you know, you know, was it the infl- in, inflation reduction, yeah, act, you chips, know, inflation chips bill debt. which he signed today, the gun law, you know, you the, know, the 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 bill that we talked about for the vets and the burn pits. Yep, gas is coming down, so things are finally starting to go his direction. He doesn't want, he doesn't need this distraction. And that's what it is. It, it's, a, it's a distraction. And I know, I know tonight here, you know, I don't know if people are aware, uh, a congressman's phone also was seized by the FBI. So this is a bigger issue than President just, Biden that's saying correct. hey to us here. So but just the, just
2: remember this from the criminal justice side because I have that have a criminal justice degree. Probable cause is gonna equal to getting a warrant.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> just, it. Just as long and, as you and, have- Exactly, a, a magistrate, a federal magistrate judge will not sign a warrant unless there is the most ridiculous probable cause. And what and I will say against
1: the former uh, president of the United correct, States, correct.
3: correct? The only thing that all of this, the cell phone getting taken up by the Pennsylvania uh, representative, um, uh, Mar-a-Lago being um, raided by the FBI, the only thing, the the reason for the timing on this. Is because two years of texts and emails off of Alex Jones's phone was inadvertently sent yes. to the the um, the, the prosecution, prosecution against him, and all of that knowledge was the given Sandy Hook, yeah, January sixth committee. They got that information, and it was pretty obvious there is some stuff in there that is quite juicy, and there. Going through it with a fine-tooth comb. So I remember when mm, like a year ago, they're like, Yeah, there's gonna be a January 6th commission, it's gonna be like two or three meetings. It's gonna turn into like a year-long thing where they're just burning things, just knocking doors down. It's gonna be interesting to watch. This quickly turned into NPR politics podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Um
2: is our civic duty,
3: yeah. That's correct. Um, but um, number one thing, we need more supporters in the bunker. Let's get out there. I'm gonna to try to be out in the bunker tomorrow. We'll see how my allergies treat me. Um, uh, and well,
1: uh, I, I have invited, and he finally has accepted. Spurs and salsa. Uh, John is finally coming to the match after two years of hounding him, and, and I know other SAFC supporters have uh, shamed him into uh, coming. Uh, so he will. Why he picked the Loudoun United match, that I don't know. But hey. Hot uh, dogs. How many he'll I bring be like 1, 114 <laughs> he'll be on our row 114 so uh, if you want to come out and say hi to John and Spurs, and who does the Spurs and salsa um, show a great sh- uh, podcast about the Spurs and um, he does he, you know he does a lot with the uh, food around town um you know uh, if you have questions on hey where do I need to get food he's he's a good guy to go to um, you know because I know my area of town but outside of my area couldn't tell you Robert, your final thoughts? Uh...
0: Well, for the for the sake of AJ being picked up on time, I'm going to keep it light. I'm going <laughs> to go so heavy. The, I, the, him I might be late. <laughs> no. <laughs> the biggest thing, tomorrow, drink lots of beer. Matt, eat lots of hot dogs.
1: Well don't yeah, and don't drink Dick as kick loud's ass. Beer as, uh, ass. <laughs> that's all I
0: got. That's what they use.
1: Don't don't drink much uh was it mush uh, Lynch uh, level of beer. I don't know if you saw his uh <laughs> his his God, dude. He could Yeah, Marshawn nice. Lynch
2: wasn't
3: a it wasn't just beer. Yes, it was something else. Uh, it was, a, it was the, Skittles from
2: Skittles.
3: Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Mar-
2: Skittles. Mar- it was a subway.
3: <laughs> Marshawn Lynch got pulled over at 7.30 in the morning. Oh at wow. 7 30 in the morning. He somebody said, pulled know- an all-nighter and then got pulled over. And he said, Do
0: you know who I am? That that never works. The police do not like when you say, Do you know who I am? You know what? When you're in that. <laughs> oh he did that? You know Cabrero, Cabrera, or whatever from the Tigers, that does not work. <laughs> nope. Do you know who I am, dude? Yeah. You're <laughs> the back of the bus. <laughs> you're going down.
3: So real quick, to finish up the NPR politics podcast, I will say real quick, um, anybody, does anybody know who made mishandling classified documents a felony? Because there's a recent president that made that law. Anybody? It was President Trump in 2016, after he was elected, one of his first things in office he did was he made mishandling classified documents a felony, because he was going after Hillary Clinton.
0: Mm, and Someone, yeah.
3: uh, someone's about to get hoisted by his own
0: So he deserves it. No one deserves it more.
3: I'll do it for you, Harry. What's <laughs> life without goals? Well,
0: no, I got, I got one oh. here. I, I got
1: one. Um, I'll, I'll let you end the show, but uh, uh, <laughs> whoops. You, you want to go next, Rafa? Mine's yeah. kind of a, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know if you guys will know Enders. who this person okay. was. Harry's the closer.
2: Just, does my, my final thought. Like I said, um. Yeah, yesterday was a, it was a tough day for me yesterday because I lost my dad about a year right. ago yesterday, and so I had a lot, you know, just thinking a lot about him, and I miss him a lot, and and I just want to thank you guys, you know, for this year to really to be being there for me, and, you know, I had someone approach me about, you know, how's, how was my mental health and so forth, but I'll tell them I have the greatest support system with you guys, and, and I, I couldn't do it with you guys, and I love you guys, and and I thank you guys for having me. You know, having you guys in my life, and I appreciate that. I also to Matt too, you know, having him too around, just having that support. So I just I want to dedicate. That's a
1: troublemaker. You, know, you really <laughs> yeah. want to say yeah. thank yeah. yeah. you to Matt? But you know, just, I
2: just yeah, want no, to dedicate this, this show tonight for of my dad and and everyone else who's been their support for me this past year. That's good. That's good.
1: So mine's kind of similar there. Um, Olivia Newton-John uh, passed away this week. Uh, Greece. Um, terrible movie. Go I on. was at that ripe young age uh, <laughs> That's a when, movie. when she released uh, her album, Let's Get Physical, and, and her, um, her little cassette picture, <laughs> we'll, we'll just say, because uh, I'm not enough. old. Uh, uh, and, uh, it, and, uh, and I, I got are. that one With Michael Jackson Thriller um, Those were the first two cassettes that my parents Gave to me Prove it. Uh, So she passed away but you know she was my first uh, Teen crush I guess oh, can shit. Say. So uh, you know Obviously you know uh, Nothing like nice. Rafa's and, and Along those lines here but nice. uh, You know Grease the movie Grease was good And, and like no, Sarah so, you know, It was you
0: know, not It was a good movie
1: dude Yeah <laughs> Although I liked, you know, my <laughs> wife likes Greece. I, I actually like Greece too better, but I know I'm in the super yeah. minority when, when it comes like, to when Gre- it comes Greece. To that. is
3: one of those dividing things where half of America doesn't like it, and the other half absolutely Just, love it. <laughs> there, there's no in between. There's no in between. There's, no between.
2: there's either get in a hickey
1: for right? So there's an audience. It's like Mamma Mia. There's an audience for it. Like audience yeah, for it. yeah, yeah awesome. so, but. To me, that was that was that. To me, is just like I can still remember that uh, that cassette uh, picture where I'd fold wow. it out and uh, you know think uh, young man spots uh, along those lines <laughs> wow. here. So whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> so we've kind of covered everything from the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's pretty appropriate for this conversation here. Uh But we're digressing. <laughs> but Royce, we're going to let you get you send us out here since yes. you know, since you you wanted to do it really bad.
3: Uh, it's we'll sure it it what's up about goals we'll see y'all tomorrow let's go safc six points this week let's go nah, boys. They-